Roxor Beast of a Sales Event is back, summer style. Right now, save big on all remaining 2019 Roxors, starting at $750 off. Hand assembled in the USA with a steel body, box steel frame, and a 2.5-liter four-cylinder Mahindra turbo diesel engine. It's the side-by-side -side unlike any other. But hurry, the Roxor Beast of a Summer Sales Event is only for a limited time. Go to RoxorOffRoad.com slash offers to learn more. Crews aboard two U.S. Navy ships have broken a record they never planned to achieve. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower and USS San Jacinto have now been at sea 161 consecutive days. That's longer than any other U.S. naval deployment. The old Navy record was 160 days. The aircraft carrier and cruiser have been avoiding all port visits because of the COVID-19 pandemic. They won't hit land again until they get to their home port of Norfolk, Virginia sometime later this year. Jim Crisula, CBS News. A swimmer in Delaware was caught on camera prying a shark's mouth open with his hands this weekend in an effort to free it from a fishing hook. The video shows the men grabbing onto the shark at a beach in Cape Henlopen State Park. He went into the water to unhook it after another person caught it. Earlier this month, a boy was hospitalized for puncture wounds after he was possibly bitten by a shark in the same park. Matt Piper, CBS News. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson, Ricky LeBlanc, admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law, LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass, Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hoppy, New Jersey, Michael Bo Gonzalez, admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-578-2400. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trusts has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-578-2400. That's 1-800-578-2400. 1-800-578-2400. 2400. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside with Joey Medora, and it's a Thursday again, another Thursday of the Sports Fan edition uh, with David Saltzman on this 25th day of June, 606 on the clock and 79 degrees and mostly sunny outside in southeast Ohio. Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting, and it's always good to have David Saltzman on the program. Welcome back to you, Mr. Saltzman. It's good sitting here with both of you gentlemen. I know you've been very busy with Athens baseball and a lot of comments about you, both you doing great job uh, announcing the games. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, again, sports ramp sent by JK Contracting and a very, uh, should be a, a busy day today for us for this hour as we have you up until seven uh, because we will have Tommy Freeman calling in in about 10 uh, well, at 6.10, uh, 
And, you know, Freeman was a big part of a lot of John Gross's teams early in the, uh, I think he was here 2008, 9, 10, and 11 uh, during his time and played a, an important role in Bobcat history. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting talking with Tommy. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, and he's had an illust- he had an illustrious career at Ohio University. Yeah, I'm interested to see as well because obviously, Connor, since we've gotten here, the program wasn't hasn't quite reached the same heights as, you know, back in the early 2010s when they were reaching Sweet 16s and winning the MAC consistently and things like that with John Gross. So it should be interesting to see, you know, kind of where the program was at then. And he comes from uh, Hargrove Military Academy uh, and still a coach there. And one of the coaches, Lee Martin, uh, is coming from Hargrove Military Academy and will be under the uh, coaching regimen of uh, Jeff Bowles. So uh, another uh, Hargrove uh, Military Academy coach coming the way of the Bobcats and you know, instinct to get his take and see what you know Lee Martin brings to the table for the Bobcats and for those Bobcat fans from the past listening you might remember Mike Allen who was the point guard with Jerome Tillman uh, played with Mike was also very well he's now at Eastern Kentucky as an assistant and Michael also coached at Hargrave Military Academy and I'm sure Tommy and Mike Allen are in contact. Yeah, but it's uh, it's been a fun, I think it was a fun season to watch the Bobcats uh, this past season with the, the OU basketball team. Of course, we never really knew what their full potential could be. You know, Jeff Bowles seemed to have this team trending upwards as they went into the Mid-American Conference Tournament. I thought they could have been a little bit of a dark horse, a team that could have surprised some uh, other teams in the Mid-American Conference uh, but, of course, because of the pandemic, everything came to a grinding halt, and you'll have to wait until year number two uh, under Jeff Bowles to really figure out, you know, what does this team have? Yeah. You know, what does uh, Ohio, what can they do? Well, they had that MAC game coming up with Akron, who was the one seed, of course, but Ohio played them tough both times around. The first game, uh, Akron got up big in the first half, and Ohio was able to battle all the way back and make it a game, and then the first, uh, second time around up in Akron they were winning at halftime by 15 playing extremely well and it just kind of slipped away from them but I don't think uh, going into that game you know you couldn't have counted Ohio out by any stretch of the imagination they were playing really well they're a great young team and they're going to be a young team next year as well and uh, I think they're definitely trending in the right direction and it is my pleasure to introduce Tommy Freeman onto the sports fan and before uh, we hear from Freeman of course we have to kind of lead into him a little bit here with this great call Ohio and Miami uh, Russ Eisenstein on the call on that one with seven seconds left, Miami 68, Ohio 67. Across the timeline, it's Cooper. Five, now four. Right side, Freeman, ball fake. Got a man up, go to the left, shooter three. Bang! With .6 seconds left, Ohio 70, Miami 68. Tommy Freeman will go down the annals as a possible hero. Shot from half court is no good. Ohio wins. Ohio wins. Ohio wins. They storm the floor at the Convocation Center. Tommy Freeman will go down to the annals of this great rivalry as a hero for the green and white. Ohio wins it tonight, 70 to 68 over Miami's Red Hawks. Oh goodness, what a ball game. What a rivalry. What a win for Ohio here at the Convo tonight. And with that, we welcome Tommy Freeman onto the sports fan. Tommy, Connor Mills speaking with you. How are you today? very well i really appreciate you guys having me on and tom it's a pleasure to have you on 
And, of course, we just played, you know, the Miami game. And when you hit that three, you know, what kind of memories are brought back when you reminisce about your time uh, here at Ohio? Well, I really enjoyed my time being a student-athlete at Ohio. Uh, the community of, of Athens has always embraced me as, as one of their own. Um, still enjoy getting back there and, and visiting with uh, friends and, and family and, uh, you know, just different people I, I had the experience uh, of during my four years there and so uh you know nothing but the best memories uh of my time in Athens Tommy this is David Saltzman uh thanks for coming on I'm so impressed by your career really uh you come from Muncie it was Muncie Central right yes sir which is really a powerhouse in Indiana Indiana high school basketball is unbelievable and you come to Ohio University and your last, your whole career here was about winning. Didn't you guys go to two, I believe you did, two NCAA tournament appearances? Yeah, I was, uh, I got to have the experience of, of being a part of the uh, 2010 run. It was my junior year uh, when we took out Georgetown in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then um, I was actually over in, in England, the uh, 2012 run when uh, the Bobcats took down Michigan and, and USF. and. Um, almost pulled a, a nail-biter out against the Tar Heels. So um, got to watch a lot of my former teammates uh, during that 2012 run and, and root them on as, as I was staying up till 3 and 4 in the morning overseas um, cheering for those guys. And let me point out to the audience that Tommy played professional basketball in England and then in Switzerland and then briefly in the Canadian Basketball League, which really does have a lot of really good ball players. So if there's anyone called a basketball or hoop junkie, it's really you, Tommy, because you're building your whole career about with the passion of sports and basketball. I've really been blessed in, in some of the opportunities that I've had along the way. I've had great coaches, um, great mentors. Um, talked to another Bobcat legend today, John Rhodes. Um, spoke with him a little earlier and you know I, I've just been able to, to be surrounded with, with such high level coaches and, and mentors and, and players as well that, that I've continued to, to have relationships with and um, you know now that I'm on the other side of it and, and coaching I, I try to do some of the same things that, that I um, learned from Coach Rhodes and, and Coach O'Shea and Coach Holtman and, and Coach Gross along the way so um, you know I've just been really lucky in, the, in that I've had a a lot of really great people around me to, to learn from and, and take those coaching lessons from. Now, Tommy, you got to play. This is Joey Medor speaking to you, by the way. You got to play at Ohio at a time when really the combo and the ozone was kind of at the peak of its power. So just my question is, you know, what was it? What was the atmosphere like getting to play in front of the home crowd? I mean, it just brought a, a level of excitement into that building. Um, you know, we took pride in, in having the best fans in the MAC. Um, you know, just getting great turnouts from our fan section, from the community. Um, and that's one thing I'll always remember about my time in Athens is, you know, you were, you were like a celebrity when you, when you were uh, part of one of the sports teams. And, and that's what Athens does for, for their sports programs is, is they really embrace the um, student athletes and, and just really take them in as one of their own. So I, I do think it's a really special place. Um, that student athletes are, are able to come and, and have a great four years. I mean, they're really, um, with, with how many transfers there are um, in, in Division One athletics, I mean, you really 
don't see it on the on the same um, ratio at, at Ohio because you know when you come there as a student athlete, I mean uh, a lot of guys just really love their time there. Now, Tom, you did an exceptional job at from three point range. You had the record uh, up until last year when Jordan Dordis uh, broke your three point record. Uh, but what what kind of was it practice or what was it with you that that made you so successful uh, from behind the arc? Well, I think, you know, I've always had, um, I, I kind of pride myself on my work ethic. Um, you know, that's one thing looking back on my four years in Athens that, that I take pride in is, is that I don't think there's uh, more time or, or more effort that, that I could have put in um, that would have allowed me to be any more successful. So, you know, I think looking as, as athletes look back on their careers, um, you know, at the end of the day, I can look myself in the mirror and say I got the most out of out of what I was given, um, and I worked for it. And like I said, I had great coaches. Um, you know, was lucky enough to have Coach Holtman as my as my position coach for for a lot of my college career. And um, you know, so I, we had a lot of game reps and, and game scenarios. And um, you know, you can you can kind of get a idea of um, how good he was going to be down the line. Um, while he was cutting his teeth with us and, and putting us through um, skill sh- sessions and, and things like that. So, again, I, I contribute a lot of that to um, my hard work, to um, the coaches I had around me, and then it, it makes it pretty easy when you have a guy like D.J. Cooper passing to you for the majority of your career. You mentioned interesting things here, Tommy. Uh, for those who are not aware, Coach Holtman is now the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then you're mentioning D.J. Cooper. So I wanted to talk to you about your teammates because you were a true team player. You, you really were. And I could say that watching basketball, and my boys say hello, by the way, Tommy, that <laughs> nothing was handed to you. You did have to earn everything, and basically you had to produce to be in that, in that lineup, and you were just knocking down some major three-point shots. But some of the players you played with uh, – D.J. Cooper, and you're very close to Mike Allen. I know that. Uh, we'll talk about that at some point. But Jerome Tillman, uh, these are some players. I think I'm missing somebody. Uh, I don't know. But to play overseas is very di- Who? Yeah, you played with Reggie Keeley too, right? With Reggie Keeley, Devon Washington. Um, you know, had... Uh, and Leon Williams a little bit? Yeah, Leon for, for a year, so uh, Double Walker for a year. Um, had the chance to play with some with some great players. Uh, was able to take a lot of lessons from Bubba um, as he was kind of headed out, and I was coming in trying to fulfill some of the uh, three point duties. But um, like I said, I had great teammates that, that made my job a lot easier and, and took some of the focus on me. Where um, you know, it was, it was hard to it was hard to guard us. We had really good talent, and and I contribute that a lot to the coaching staff and, and their ability to recruit high level players. And for the people listening, the uh, players that Tommy mentioned are presently in Europe still, except for Bubba, and they have made money there. They're just not playing on low level teams or anything like that. They've been really successful overseas for many many years. Tommy, I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but you're at Hargrave. That's a high-power prep school. Could you tell us about that a little bit? 
Yeah, Hargrave, um, we have between 9 and 11 Division One um, athletes on our team every year. Um, our roster turns over every year. Um, so, you know, in the past 10, in the past 12 years, we've had over 120 Division One athletes, and, and they're going um, to all levels, high majors, mid-majors, low-majors, um, and, you know, we take pride in, in having our guys ready. There is a military aspect to our school, um, so there are some things that, that they have to do here as young men um, that, you know, might not be required of them at, at other places. Um, you know, they have to be on time. They have to look sharp. Um, their rooms have to be clean. So maybe not the, the most thrilling um, things for a 17 or 18-year-old, but, you know, when we get the feedback from our guys that, that they've gone on to college and, um, you know, they can get up for those 6 a.m. workouts and, and they're two places on time and they know how to interact with their um, teachers and, and academic advisors. I mean, that's the that gratitude um, that, that we really enjoy, and we enjoy being a part of their process. Um, you know, we've had 26 guys um, get signed to NBA contracts. We've had David West, Maurice Spate, um, Terry Rogier, Montrose Harrell. So we've had um, some big names come through here um, in the past, and, and hopefully we can keep this thing rolling here in the, in the years to come. Now, Tommy, did you always know that coaching would possibly be in the cards for you post your playing career? Or if not, when did you kind of figure out that that was a route you were going to take? I I did not figure it out, um, you know, right away. I, I initially graduated with a business marketing degree. I thought maybe a front office job with a sports franchise um, would be something I'd be interested in. Um, but I knew I wanted to stay involved in sports. And I was playing overseas, as, as Dave mentioned, and during the summers I would come back and, and do shooting clinics around the country. And I had the opportunity to work with um, Russ Smith and, and Shane Bahannon, which they were both at the University of Louisville. Um, so they were coming off a, a national championship. And I had the opportunity to work with those two high-level athletes and really felt a, a calling. Uh, this is something that... Uh, I would really enjoy doing. I enjoy helping the youth. I enjoy helping them reach their dreams and, and being able to experience some of those things that, that I got to along the way. So, you know, it's something for me that is very gratifying. Um, I enjoy mentoring. I enjoy uh, just being a, a part of these kids' lives and continuing to have those friendships even after um, they leave Hargrave and continuing to follow their college careers and, and watch the success that they have. I mean, that's really um, a big deal for me, and, and I really enjoy being at Hargrave and, and this opportunity that I have. Uh, and again, we're talking with Tommy Freeman, uh, of course, an Ohio University grad, uh, one of the, uh, it's fair to say, all-time uh, all -time best uh, three-point shooter until Dardis. Uh, but, you know, your name is up there in the record books. Uh, you, you did a, a tremendous job here at Ohio University. Um, you talked a little bit about Hargrave Military Academy, and I want to kind of circle the way back there because there is a little bit of a coaching tree stemming from Hargrave Military Academy. Lamar Thornton, who's on the coaching staff already, uh, spent some time there. Jake Ness also spent some time there. And now it was announced today that Jeff Bowles is adding Lee Martin. Uh, to his coaching staff uh, for the Bobcats. What can you tell us a little bit about Lee Martin? First of all, he's very well-respected, uh, not only in the basketball community, but um, but as a person. He's just a, a great guy. It's been an absolute joy to, to work for him. 
um, for the past two years and, and to be a part of his staff. I mean, he really um, has done a great job here, uh, won over 100 games in, in three years as a head coach. Um, I, I don't know too many coaches at any level that, that can say that. Um, he, he's a hard worker. Um, I just think it's a, it's a great fit for, for Ohio. Uh, I think it's a great fit for, for Lee and his wife, Meredith. I'm um, really excited for them and, and looking forward to seeing them in the green and white and, you know, help uh, help Coach Bowles and, and uh, Coach Thornton and, and Coach Ness and, and also Kyle kind of, um, you know, put Ohio back back where we, where we were in 2010 and, and 2012 and, and get them, uh, you know, back to one of the powerhouse mid-major jobs that I, I think we all as alumni know it, know it can be. Um, it's not just, you know, that the uh... – players coming out of Hargrave Military Academy, you know, it seems like the coaches. Uh, you know, what is, is it just, you know, the type of player that you're coaching, or is it kind of some kind of special mix there, great coaches plus great players, uh, to really make Hargrave Military Academy into the powerhouse that it is? Yeah, I think Hargrave is a place where um, you get a lot of experience doing everything, um, from from driving uh the bus on road trips to, to doing laundry to doing film and, and scheduling and um, you know working on skill development with the players and, and recruiting I mean you're doing a little bit of everything so I think the transition um, in, into college athletics is, is a maybe a little bit easier one for for our guys um, you know I think this is really a place where you, where you cut your teeth and and like I said you're, you're getting a lot of experience doing a little bit of everything so um, you know, whatever role it is at the college level, whether it's a, an operations guy, a, a video guy, um, you know, or an assistant coach. I mean, you have experience doing those job requirements um, that you're going to have at the next level. And so I, I think that's part of the reason why our guys have been so successful. Um, you know, our, our Hargrave family is a very close one. So, um, you know, I think some of those, those guys in our family that have come before us have uh, have done a great job of paving the way, and, and that's helped uh, the ones that are trying to get uh, where those guys are at. And Tommy, what about recruiting to Hargrave? Because here you are. I'm always a little fascinated by the business of basketball, which I sometimes find like no other sport. Uh, and here you are recruiting to Hargrave, so you're still competing to get players who could go to other prep schools, other academies, and it's all very, very competitive. How are you guys working the recruiting angles? Um, I, I mean, it, it takes a certain type of kid to come to Hargrave. Um, an all-boys military school in, in Virginia, you know, not in the big city, um, it, it has its, its set of challenges. And what helps us, obviously, is, uh, like I mentioned, the guys who have come before us. Uh, you know, the great coaches we've had come through here, the, the great players that we've had come through here, um, you know, our, our national championships that we've won in the past. Um, you know, all that stuff has laid a groundwork um, for, you know, the current staff that, that's here now that allows it to, uh, you know, be a place that, that we can sell those things to, to current um, recruits. And so um, I, I think that's one aspect of it. And then, um, just the history that, that we have once, once kids get on campus. Um, I, I think we try to do things and go about things in the right way, um, which, you know, I, I think kids value that in, in this day and age where 
um, there's a lot of people um, in the college basketball scene that are looking out for their own interests. So, um, you know, we try to go about it the right way and, and really form relationships with these kids. And, um, you know, I, I think that helps us when we're obviously recruiting for our team. Tommy, I want to kind of circle back to the current state of Ohio basketball. You know, they have a great young core right now. I mean, they have Jason Preston, Ben Vanderplas, London McDay, all these guys. Real solid recruits. Ben Roderick's another one that Coach Bowles has been able to work with. And towards the end of last year, he seemed to have them gelling together real well. And some people thought they might have been able to win a few games in the MAC tournament and make a run for the whole thing. So I'm just wondering, what do you what do you think this current state is of this Ohio Bobcats team? And, you know, how long do you think it will take Coach Bowles to get them back to the top of the MAC, where uh, obviously we've seen in the past? I really uh, like what Coach Bowles has done since he got there. I think, um, you know, he's always done a great job, um, did a great job over that Stony Brook of, of being able to balance, um, you know, being tough on guys, but uh, but also pushing them where they're going to be playing their best basketball at the, at the end of the year. And, um, you know, you, you, saw, you saw it coming to fruition um, as they finished very strong during the regular season and, uh, you know, we're, we're, I believe you're correct in saying that I think they um, could have put together a, a special run just like we had in 2010 um, in the MAC tournament where maybe they weren't the favorite, but um, their guys were playing well together, um, very similar to the 2010 team, and they, and they had a very young core and, and relied a lot on, um, on freshmen and transfers. Um, so, you know, I saw a lot of similarities to the 2010 team to, to this year's team. Um, you know, those guys are, are going to continue to get better, those young guys, um, the more experience that they have. So uh, London and Ben, and, you know, I do like a lot, a lot of the pieces that they have coming in. Um, I, I think those guys are, are going to continue to do well. Um, you know, I think Coach Bowles is, is going to be able to get things turned around here pretty quickly and, um, you know, back to the level that, that we were at in the, in the early 2000s. Uh, and you were a graduate assistant under Coach Saul Phillips. Uh, you know, what did you kind of take away from being a grad assistant under uh, Coach Phillips? I, I really enjoyed my time uh, working for Saul. Um, you know, playing for Coach Gross and and then working for Saul. That was two very different styles of of coaching. And and so you know, it taught me a lot of things that that there's more than one way to do things in this business and and have success. Um, you know. Uh, very similar to Hargrave, uh, being a GA, you're, you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole. So um, the things that are required of me here at Hargrave, I had some experience doing um, on Coach Phillips' staff at, at Ohio. So it was a great time, uh, you know, for me to transition from, from being a player uh, to going to coaching. Uh, you know, I was very familiar with a lot of the roster, um, had tried to always stop in, um, and meet all the all the new guys coming to campus when I was home in the summer from from playing overseas. So um, had a really good time and worked with a lot of high level players: Jerron Simmons, Jordy Dallas, um, Antonio Campbell. Um, you know, Coach Phillips had had a really good run um, a couple years there, finished second in the league two years in a row. So um, you know, I, I think he had some success and and it was great to be a, a small part of that um, on his staff. Recruiting at Hargrave, who's coming in to look at your players? Could you name like ten off? Your, could you name ten quick fellas, coaches 
from colleges that you're uh, building relationships with that you maybe never met before by being in the Midwest and now you're at Hargrave down south? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Hargrave is really um, a place where you get coaches from from all levels, from all areas. Um, It's a place that that coaches know. And just like it's a place, it's a destination for recruits um, in order to help themselves, it's a place that um, has continued to to produce players um, year in and year out. So, you know, coaches from um, especially the the southeast, um, I've met a, a lot of different coaches from down here. Um, this past year's team, we have uh, kids that committed to Tennessee, Georgia, East Carolina, High Point, uh, Missouri State. So, um, you know, we're, we're continuing. Uh, just had a kid commit to Louisville the other day. So, um, you know, uh, there's, as I said, schools from all different levels um, that are coming down here. And uh, it's a place you get to uh, form really good relationships with, with a lot of different guys you, you wouldn't otherwise um, maybe interact with, but you know, growing up as a, as a college basketball fan, um, it's pretty cool getting to uh, form those relationships and, and then follow um, different teams throughout the year and just root for the guys that, that you have really good relationships with. And I guess the reason I ask that is situations like that would help your career. And that's really, we're interviewing you, so we're rooting for you to move on so all your dreams could be fulfilled as well. So the more people you meet, I, I, I think that's fantastic. I'm sure this is going to open up. I'm, I know you're happy where you are, but it also opens up doors that maybe never would have been opened before. Right. I mean, it's it's a great place to, to network and, and do that. Um, like you said, I, I really enjoy being here and, and being part of this process that, that we're in and, and what we do for, for guys that are trying to accomplish their dreams. So, um, you know, enjoying every day as it comes down here, um, you know, praying along with everybody else that, that we're going to have um, a college basketball and prep school season and, and looking forward to uh, getting our guys on campus down here in, in mid-August. And, and Tommy, we had Paul Barron on. Uh, what a, what was it, Dave? Like a couple, three, four, five weeks ago. I can't remember at this point. It's before I was here. Yeah, it was before Joey started going on the sports fan. But Tommy, we had Paul Barron, and you know he spoke a little bit about the Miami rivalry, right? And it was heated as could be, you know, back when he played. What was it like for you, uh, really, since two thousand seven to eleven? I mean, we, we definitely didn't like him. Um, and I'm really good friends with Julian Mavunga, who, who was a, um, a great Miami player. Um, you know, a couple of those guys I got really close with after the fact um, that we were all graduated from college. But um, Julian and I joke quite often, um, you know, about the intensity of the rivalry, how, you know, we really didn't talk to each other until after we graduated. I mean, it was um, – you know, the, the Battle of the Bricks was a real thing to us, and we wanted to beat those guys, and, and we didn't just want to beat them by two or three. Um, that's for sure. So we, we had some battles along the way. Um, being part of, of that history and legacy um, surrounding that game, uh, you know, it's something that, that I really cherish, uh, really remember during my time there. Um, you know, something I'll, I'll always look back on and, and just think about how cool it was to kind of be a part of uh, the history of, of, of that long rivalry. 
And it's a, a great rivalry. And, of course, Jeff Bowles is off to a great start in his first year. Goes 2-0 and against Miami. I think one of them was by 30 points or something. So, of course, we, we love to see that, right? Oh, yeah, we love to see that. <laughs> but anyway, Tommy Freeman, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Fan here. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Appreciate you guys. appreciate you guys having me. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Again, Tommy Freeman, class of 2011 here at Ohio University, a big part of the Bobcats and their run in that NCAA tournament uh, back in the 2009-2010 season uh, where they upset the three-seed Georgetown. Uh, well, yeah, Georgetown, where they upset them. We'll take a short break on the sports fan on the other side. We'll break things down. we got Athens baseball coming up this weekend, as well as some news about the NFL Hall of Fame game, and Vince Carter retires at the age of... Of 43. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Mark Porter Autoplex in Athens is having a spring cleaning sale to clean up our inventory. Here at 750 East State Street, we have available over 400 used vehicles for you to buy. With our AAA-approved service center and body shop, you'll know you will be treated like royalty. And we have all kinds of vehicles, trucks, SUVs, and cars. So if you want a Toyota, Honda, GMC, Ford, Chevy, Kia, etc., we have it. Shop MarkPorterAuto.com 24 hours a day. Located at 750 East State Street in Athens, Ohio. AmeriCorps is your moment to take the path less traveled, to break the status quo, to stop talking about the problem, and be the solution. Join AmeriCorps and you create your own future. As an AmeriCorps member, you can inspire a kid to a brighter future, build a house for a family in need, or help a veteran find a home or a job. AmeriCorps is your moment to be the greater good. Visit joinamericorps.gov to learn more. Sponsored by Silver Ohio, Ohio Commission of Service and Public Tourism, heard by the OAD and this station. I'm Connor Mills. And I'm Joy Medora. And make sure to join us on 970 WATH as we take you through the summer baseball season with the Athens Attack. Athens is 4-3 and three and looks to make some noise in the Chillicothe Tournament this weekend. Athens takes on the Hillsborough Mavericks this Friday, pregame at 420, first pitch at 430. Tune in live to 970 and 97.1 FM WATH to get all the action all summer long from Coach Kyle Lonis and his Athens squad. On 970 WATH. Now, for more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM. Mills and Mike along with David Saltzman and Joy Medora as we take you up until 7 o'clock. And it's always great to hear from Ohio University alumni, especially someone who is as highly touted as Tommy Freeman. Again, you know, he held the school record for three-point baskets made with 259 just until this year where Jordan Dardis broke his record. Uh, and you know, Dardis you know, went out there and earned it. You know, he, uh, he got hurt, uh, but Unfortunately for me and, and for Joey, we weren't able to see Tommy play you know, when he had his time here at Ohio. Uh, but of course, you know everybody in Athens saw him and uh, you know really uh, got to enjoy those Bobcat years from 2007 all the way till 2011 uh, when they were successful. Uh, you know they had a downturn. They had a couple good years with Saul Phillips, and now we'll see what 
really, uh, Jeff Bowles can do with this team. I got confidence in him. It seems like Tommy Freeman has confidence. And uh, I think they're on the upswing right now. I think that you know, if you keep this core group of guys together, you could see some good things out of uh, Ohio Bobcat basketball within the next couple years. And I want to say that Coach Bowles, in my opinion, is doing a phenomenal job already. Uh, Coach is, he's done a great job, is a, a really good job at Stony Brook as a head coach. He's well seasoned from Marshall to Akron to Ohio State as an assistant and top assistant. He has some great recruiting contacts. So for anyone questioning or, on the other hand, excited about Ohio basketball, men's basketball, you have a right to be. Uh, Jeff is a Bobcat by heart, and I watched him play even when he performed here, and he played for some great teams. He was actually the backbone of a Gary Trent Geno Ford club. Uh, Jeff was a tough guy, and he is doing great at this program. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Yeah, you, I mean, you could see that in the DNA of his teams now, right? I mean, there were people picking them to win maybe three or four MAC games going into this season. Everybody, everybody had him at the bottom. And there was not a single game in, the, in conference or even out of conference play. I mean, look at the schedule. They played Purdue. They played Nova. They played Baylor. They played all these top teams. And they battled them as much as they could. I mean, obviously, the talent will prevail in the end when they play those Power Five schools but you know every game and in the Mac I don't think there was a single game where you thought that they were out of it no, I mean, they had they, a shot in every single one of those games they were up on Akron you know I mean, the talent yeah. is there they just didn't bowling green too game. they yeah. struck I mean and this plagues at the professional college high school young teams in the in the bigger moments tend to you know they don't come through but you know you got to have those growing pains and they had chances to beat Akron to beat bowling green to beat all these top teams and they just came up a bit short in the end well, I, I can tell you, I knew I was going to like Jeff Bowles from the beginning because uh, they, they were doing a little bit of a promotion. And over at, what is it, the front room, the front house, coffee house, something in Baker Center, they're doing a promotion, and he was giving away, like, free coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, he was handing it out. Yeah. yeah, he was handing it out. So, you know, he was He's always to, around town, man, yeah. always doing stuff with the students. He's trying to get the community involved, the students involved. I think, you know, that's exactly what you know, he needs to be doing and what he has been doing, especially on top of his duties as being a head coach. You know, I'd love to have free coffee every time or whatever the uh, front room coffee house has to offer, hot chocolate or depending on what time of the year. Uh, but, you know, I think that Jeff has done all the great things that, you know, he needs to do. And it's especially nice to see it coming from an alumni. He comes back, he coaches his alma mater. Um, and, you know, Tommy Freeman, you know, talked about that a little bit. You know, he enjoyed his time here in front of the Bobcat fans here in Athens. Uh, so it's great having Tommy Freeman on the sports fan uh, and our phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. You got a memory about the Bobcats from you know their uh, their early days in the 2010s. You know, it's crazy to say, but a decade has passed. Uh, but for the Bobcats, you got a memory you want to share. Again, phone lines open at 740-592-6646. We'd love to hear from you and, and share those memories. You know, because Joey and I, of course, we weren't here at those times. I was ten years stats. old when, uh, <laughs> when yeah. Tommy was playing. You're probably ten. I was probably 11, 12 years old. Oh. Yeah, we're young, uh, but of course. Uh, Mr. Saltzman here was right of age to, to see the team. I won't I won't mention anything of age except that you were the right age to be here and to remember it. I'm just I had a little funny <laughs> face that when uh, Connor said that, but yes, I don't mess. I'm not going to mention any age. I've seen a lot of sports 
here in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I mean, you come from Brooklyn. Uh, you know, we share that East Coast mentality here. Uh, you know, it's uh, you got to win. And when you win in this town or you win in the big city, you know, it's all about winning. And I think Jeff Bowles and, of course, Tommy Freeman did a lot of winning during his time here. And I loved hearing about, you know, what he was doing at the uh, Hargrave Military Academy because, you know, it seems like they've built a winning program there. And it's impressive to say that you have anywhere near 9 to 10 student athletes that are going to go to Division One. you know, because that's nearly a whole team that you're ready to go and say, hey, these guys can play at one of the top levels in college basketball. So I, I thought that was impressive to see from him. It kind of leads to the explanation that, yeah, you have these talented players, and then you get to have you know these coaches where Ohio now has three of them. They've got Lee Martin from Hargrove, uh, Hargrave Military Academy, Lamar Thornton, who's already been here, and Jake Ness. Uh, so now there's a little bit of a coaching tree stemming from their uh, military Academy, and it's nice to see a program like that supplying Bobcats and supplying other players with uh, Division One colleges with Division One players. But it's been a uh, nice to see. Always enjoyed uh, first time talking with Tommy Freeman. Enjoyed talking with him. Uh, keeping it on the basketball track, and a guy who really had a, a, a long career in the NBA. Uh, Vince Carter retires after a record 22 NBA seasons. Carter made his retirement official by announcing on his podcast Thursday that 22-year-old's 22-year uh, NBA career has come to an end. The announcement was largely a formality because the 43-year-old Carter had said many times over the course of the season that this would be his last in the NBA. His 22 seasons are the most in league history. Carter started his career with Toronto, then played for New Jersey. That was a New Jersey uh, that was the Nets, the New Jersey Nets at the time. Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis, Sacramento, and spent his final two seasons with Atlanta. He became the first NBA player to appear in four different decades. And uh, you know it's a long career when the Nets are still called New Jersey Nets. But it was a, a good career for, for Vince Carter. I'm the same age as Vince Carter, <laughs> so it's always great to see a young man like himself retire, and he's healthy now. Yeah, and I saw a cool video of uh, the last game he got to play where they subbed him on and he knocked down a three for his last career point, so, you know, he got a got a nice little send-off there. Of course, you know, the season kind of got messed up with all the corona stuff, but Atlanta probably wasn't really competing anyway, but yeah, I mean, he's been one of the staples of the league for better part of two decades, so. And he's had a successful career. You think his longevity-wise and his stats-wise, do you think that he'll get into the NBA Hall yeah, of Fame? Yeah, he's a 19th in yeah. all-time scoring. Yeah, that's not even a question. Well, so I, I got pushback <laughs> on the uh, Julian Edelman NFL. Oh, that was question. a terrible take. Don't, don't even get a, go back down this road. Though. NFL MVP. Well, Julian Edelman's or, uh, not 19th in people. anything in his career, so. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, good for Vince Carter. Retires at the age of 43. We got to take two breaks on the sports fan. We got two scheduled breaks, so we'll take our second one right now. Take a timeout. You're listening to the Sports Fan at 970 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. 
At Siemens Grocery, their customers expect a wholesome, friendly environment when they walk through the door. With Siemens, they mix a little old with a little new. And that's why they stand out from those big box stores. Quality, convenience, and cleanliness is what you'll find when you walk into Siemens Grocery. Eddie's vision still inspires them today. And that's what makes them special. Siemens Grocery on West Union Street, locally owned since 1951. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Hey you, come see what Emily is cooking at Tavolino, home with a fresh, authentic, made-from-scratch Italian food. Stop it on your way to work for a double-shot latte, or bring the family for lunch off a dinner in a spot that feels like you're back in your Nono's kitchen. Emily also does cooking class for adults and the kids alike. So ditch that pasta in a box and come learn a thing or two. Stop in at Tavolino for not only a great meal, but an unforgettable experience. At 9 North Schaefer Street in Athens, Ohio, visit Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and the specials. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. <laughs> And the sports fan right here, 970 WATH. Thanks for joining us on this program. We got you for about 10 more minutes. So we got CBS at the top of the hour and Columbus Blue Jackets rewinds. Normally, it's for the past couple weeks, it's been a while since we've had David Saltzman on with us on these Thursdays. And of course, we've had Athens and baseball. baseball. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, but as I've said at the top of the show, you know, it's always great having uh, David Saltzman on with us. Brings a lot of uh, knowledge about sports. You know, I you gave me a little pushback because I know you don't know everything, but you do have uh, a great knowledge, especially about the business of sports. So, again, appreciate you always taking the time out of your day to be on the sports fan. I enjoy uh, both you fellas to be on, and I'm just proud of the job you're doing. Ah, uh, Yeah. Well, talking about sports for an hour when there's no live sports really going on, has its challenges, but you know we've ma we've captained the ship. We're still floating. We are, and uh, I always uh, appreciate that. And uh, you know, the one thing that was announced, and we'll mention it, then we'll get a little bit into Athens and Athens baseball as it comes up to a big weekend this weekend as they go into the Chillicothe tournament. Uh, but the one thing, and we'll get into it a little bit, the NFL cancels the Hall of Fame game and delays inductions until 2021. That kind of follows suit with a bunch of other professional sports. Uh, but the NFL, again, has canceled the Hall of Fame game that traditionally opens the preseason and is delaying the 2020 induction ceremonies for a year because of the coronavirus pandemic. The August 6th exhibition game in Canton, Ohio, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers, is the first on-field event the league has canceled during the pandemic. It will now be played on August 5th, 2021. Enshrinements for 20 men scheduled for this year will now occur on August 7th, 2021. 
the 2021 inductees will go into the Pro Hall of Fame the next day. So it's nice to see that they'll they'll still get their own day. They won't have to share it with the uh, 2021 inductees. Uh, but still, another uh, another event bites the dust with the coronavirus pandemic. And of course, you still gotta stay safe. You still gotta stay healthy. And uh, yeah, it's again, it's on the uptick right now with the pandemic. It's uh, just stay safe and stay healthy. Wash your hands. Uh, wear the mask. Uh, do everything that the, uh, I guess the uh, the government and the health officials are, are suggesting to do. Uh, yeah, Connor, I mean, we've been talking about for the past few weeks that the Hall of Fame game was never going to happen. I mean, first of all, I don't even think the ratings for it would be that great. That's they, I mean, it's a game where you know guys are third stringers playing each other, and you know what's the point of risking that at this point when you're trying to keep guys healthy? Well, I mean, it's essentially a couple teams get a fifth preseason game where no starters play, and it's just you know all part of the hall of fame ceremony so you know not really an, an essential game that needs to be played uh, i wouldn't be surprised I mean, i'm surprised they didn't announce they're going to take out more preseason games honestly but they you know we'll see what happens uh, it, it you want to try to stay optimistic about everything but it's it's currently it's hard to see how uh, how these sports leagues are going to go off with uh, with no issues it's uh you know, NFL has always been trying to say, well, even in the pandemic, we're going to try to have as normal as a season as possible. And really, this is the first thing to fall right here because they still had the NFL draft. They've been doing the preseason things virtually. Uh, you know, they, they've you been can't able play to games have... virtually, though. That's a... <laughs> you cannot. And that's the thing. You know, it's, it's what they got to do. They got to adjust. They got to figure out, you know, how do they you know, get fans in the stadium? Are there going to be fans allowed in the stadium? And if there's no fans allowed in the stadium at the professional level, I can't imagine uh, that there'll be anything allowed at the collegiate level. Uh, so it, it's a very difficult situation that a lot of leagues are trying to get their way through. Uh, some people will go to the game if there's a game happening. Some people will not. But it's just what will the, the health officials say uh, when it comes time to play Bengals football right here on 970? Will there be people in the stands or will there be uh, you know, radio announcers announcing it from their homes? <laughs> You know, it, it's again only time will tell uh, when when that time happens there are a lot of things happening in our culture that's affecting our whole country and I'd be uh, you know not accurate or not honest to say there's things that are affecting our country that's certainly affecting the sports world I mean there's no doubt about it and it's hard to go through a whole hour here with not mentioning th this but yes we had the coronavirus we have how people are going to perceive professional football and sports in general because of Black Lives Matter and uh I just have to put that out there. There's yeah. a lot of things that are affecting right. sports or how we're perceiving sports. For sure, yeah. It's not just one thing. It's you know a combination of everything. Uh, but it will be a, a combination of everything for this weekend as Athens will have to figure out a way to maybe win six games this weekend. They start on pool play tomorrow. Their first game is at 1130. Their uh, broadcasted game will be at 430 on Friday against Hillsboro, the Hillsboro Mavericks. Uh, they used to be a Legion team, but now they go uh, you know, for a summer team. Uh, but Hillsboro Mavericks and Athens attack right here on 970 starting at 430. And then if Athens advances, they still have the three games of pool play. 
before they hit the bracket. They've got a guaranteed game Saturday morning at 11.30, and then their last guaranteed game will be Saturday, either at 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Be sure to stay tuned to our social media and our Facebook posts. We'll be sure to inform everybody when that broadcast will happen. Uh, but we've got two broadcasts, Friday, Saturday, they're guaranteed. If Athens wins Saturday, then they go into Sunday, which will be at 9 o'clock. But a busy weekend for the Athens attack. Yeah. Uh, where, where is Where are the games? So, Connor, you know the stadium names. They're playing yeah. in, in Chillicothe. Uh, uh, in Chillicothe, the, uh, the VA Memorial uh, Stadium, I believe. And there was another stadium. Hoffman Field or something was yeah, the name? I, I believe so. It's uh, I got it right here. Uh, so their first game, Friday, 11.30, at VA Memorial Stadium versus Ashland, Kentucky Post 76. Then game two on Friday, which will be at 4.30 p.m. at Hoffman Fields versus Hillsborough Post 129, which is now Hillsborough Mavericks. Game number three, which is also a guarantee, Saturday at 11.30 a.m., Hoffman Fields versus Waverly Post 142. And then their last guaranteed game, which is on Saturday, which will start either at 5 or 7 p.m., will be at VA Memorial Stadium in a time, again, an opponent will be to be determined. But it's a busy weekend if they win that game on Saturday, right? Because games one through three all depend on seating. That's all that matters. Those are well, guaranteed. they determine seating. They determine yeah. seating. Then they will get seated and enter into the bracket on a late-night game on Saturday. Uh, again, against whoever they will be seated against. And then games five and six, should Athens win, that late-night game on Saturday will be 9 o'clock and then 12 o'clock. Uh, championship game will be at VA Memorial Stadium as well. Yeah. Are they? How are they getting back? Are they staying overnight at a hotel Friday? Because getting to Chillicothe is not the easiest right. drive in the world. Or are they commuting? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, we haven't really got a, any kind of mm. word on if they're planning on staying at night or not. Um, well, I'm sure we'll we'll ask Kyle Lonis right, and the, the rest of tomorrow. the Athens attack tomorrow. Yeah, because we'll we'll figure it out. You know, we uh, we'll take the trip down there again, 4:30. Will be the first pitch. We will have a pregame at 4:20, uh, or unless something gets delayed. But we'll try to make an announcement if that game gets delayed. We try to be on time, uh, but sometimes things happen out of our control where we can't be there or can't get the uh, the first pitch uh, right. But we will. We do our best to get it right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be interested to see how they handle this uh, pitching situation this uh, weekend because you know they've only had guys pitch three, two, three, maybe four innings at the most is the most we've seen. And obviously in tournament play, if you're going to play six games in the weekend, you're going to have to extend guys a little bit longer. The pitch counts are probably going to grow a little bit this weekend. It's a grind, man. Tournament baseball, when you're playing two, three games in one day, it it can be taxing, especially out there in the summer when it's hot. So, uh, you know, it, but it's going to be fun to see them have to, you know, fun to see them play for something. Uh, we talked with Coach Lonis earlier this week how you know the, the league games are fun and all but you know now this tournament you have you know some hardware to play for and you know it's also tough for Athens because they're down a player Eli Kennedy uh, will have to, to sit the, the remainder of the summer season out as he gets ready for his football season it was it was good watching him play but he was another arm on the mound that of course Athens will miss uh, especially when you have potentially six games to play this yeah, weekend. Yeah, they'll be all right, man. Those young kids, yeah, they want to play baseball. They'll be well, all right. I know it's more reps for everybody else. They're good to go. Of course they want to play baseball, but you got to think about their arms, too. You can't have them throwing them out and getting, you know, reduce the risk of injury, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm just yeah. listening. <laughs> 
I always appreciate you listening and appreciate all our listeners listening. And a big thanks to Tommy Freeman uh, calling in at the top of the show. Uh, it's always a good and entertaining Thursday when we have David Saltzman on. Uh, again, appreciate the time you take out of your day to be on the program. And thank uh, all our listeners for listening into the Sportsman presented by JK Contracting. It's uh, always a good, entertaining Thursday, an informative Thursday for everyone out there. Well, once again, this is Connor Mills signing off for Joe Medor, David Saltzman, and Tommy Freeman. The next sports fan will be Monday at 6.06, our next broadcast. It's Athens Baseball right here on the home of Athens. 4.30 tomorrow, first pitch, 4.20 with the pregame. And then Saturday, again, either at 5 or 7. Thanks for listening to the sports fan presented by JK Contracting. Talk to you tomorrow. CBS News comes next. Year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. COVID-19. But is the president in denial? If we didn't test, we wouldn't have cases. And House Democrats vote on a major police reform bill. Black lives matter. 